everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Scoop. I'm your host, Sam Miller. So, today's episode is one that I... I don't know why I want to talk about it, but I kind of do. Because, um, in case you haven't seen, RuPaul, also known as RuPaul, uh, has recently dropped a song called Blame It On The Edit. And let's just go through some of these lyrics. Because, uh, jeez. She wanna blame it on the edit. She wanna blame it on the edit. Blame it on the edit. She wanna blame it on the edit. You the one that said it. Go on, take the credit. Beep. You the one that said it. Beep. How you gonna regret it? Blame it on the edit. Blame it on the edit. And if you don't watch Drag Race or aren't really immersed with like the whole Drag Race franchise, you're probably like, what is she even talking about? The edit is so when they they obviously film the show and they don't you don't get to see everything so there's an edit and a lot of queens will say like that's not really what happened like this is edited to create drama this is edited to make me look like the villain which we'll get into like the villain edit conversation and Rue's basically saying through this like weird reputation era diss track that no it's not production and it's not the edit it's the queens themselves that are messy or drama or said something like shady or whatever so today we're going to touch on the editing on RuPaul's Drag Race maybe get into like editing on reality tv in general as well as the villain edit so if that sounds interesting to you at all make sure you stick around and we'll be right back after this short break so we've seen by we i mean people that watch drag race we've seen like many 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 queens before say yes i might have said some shady things on the season but no i wasn't out to get everybody and I don't feel like I was accurately portrayed on my season. Like, I don't feel like you fully understand what happened. Like, I feel like production was trying to create some sort of, like, storyline. So they had to pick somebody to make the villain, and they chose me. And then have to spend the next who knows how many years fighting to get their reputation back either going on all stars to be like this is not who i am like i'm a nicer person like i'm not this evil monster or completely deciding no i'm never going back on that show because of what they did to me and each season there was a different person that got the villain edit as it's called where basically they're almost never showcased in a good light they're usually depicted as being loud obnoxious jealous of whoever usually the front runner sometimes even the front runner got a villain edit or um, this is in quotations villain edit but yeah usually never portrayed in a good light portrayed as just being like a terrible person jealous and willing to do whatever it takes to win 
even if that means hurting someone else. And so, um, there are a few notable queens who got the villain edit. Um, one of the first that comes to mind is Fifi O'Hara, who now goes by just Jeremy. Um, Roxy Andrews. We had... Jeez, who else? Um, I would say... Possibly Darien Lake slash Gia Gunn. Who is I'm trying to think of who season sevens was. Maybe no. Season eight was Derek and Acid Betty question mark. Nine. Who is season nines? Maybe Aja. I know they like to give um, Alexis Michelle like a delusional edit. Um, season ten, the Vixen. Season eleven, Silky Nutmeg Ganache and Raja O'Hara. Season twelve, Britta. Season thirteen, Candy Muse. And let's just be clear for a moment, this episode is not me asking for your opinion on these queens, particularly if your opinion is really nasty or unhelpful. I don't really care what you think, but my point is, is that these queens in particular, and I, I'm sure I missed some, were targeted and portrayed as nasty, shady, mean, obnoxious almost every time they were on the screen and even if they would win a challenge or they were close with the front runner or they did something else nice even that was always overshadowed by this like overarching theme of them being this like monster queen of season whatever and whether or not this supposed villain edit is really a thing it's undeniable the way that production will favor a certain queen over another queen in order to create a storyline while picking a queen or two to put down and make look really 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 mean they do this with contestants on like every reality tv show but i notice it particularly with Drag Race. And with Drag Race, the more you watch it, the more you become immersed with the show, the more you notice that there's like different types of edits beyond just the villain edit. There's the delusional edit, which I talked about about two seconds ago with Alexis Michelle, Jan, those two in particular got a delusional edit. There's the underdog edit, which they've given to they've given to several queens some of it's debatable because like they'll create this underdog like arc for a queen and they'll like kick them off right as soon as they start to get good or they'll have like a half underdog half like yeah we knew they were winning the whole time story 
queens like Rosé, queens like Simone, queens like Evie, Jinx. This underdog type story where it's like, oh, they, they could never, like, they're not strong enough for it. And then here they are. Even if they don't fully win, we see like a winner being developed. And some argue, and I, I don't know how I feel about this. Some argue that like some seasons of All Stars are very much like, well, no kidding. We knew they were winning the whole time. You might as well like save some money and just gave them the crown because they were obviously winning. Seasons like season one of All Stars because. Let's be real. It was made so Chad Michaels could have a crown. Season 2 of All Stars was a bit debatable. Like, we knew queens like Alaska, Detox, and Katya were really strong, but I mean, it could have gone either way. All Stars 3 was just its own, <laughs> its own thing. Like, most people were like, this is Shangela's game. And could say like Trixie had kind of an underdog arc but not really because she was already like super big with uh and the Trixie and Katya show when everything else happening with Trixie. All Stars 4 it was for most people it was Manila's game and also by the way if you haven't watched Drag Race I'm spoiling the absolute crap out of this show so sorry it was manila's game until she was out and then it was like well i mean i don't know like monique's doing really well trinity is doing really well Monet is doing really well i don't really know <laughs> all stars five pretty obvious from the start who was winning i mean you could say it was a fair toss-up between Cracker and Shay, but I mean, come on. All-Star 6 was one that it's like, yeah, we knew Kylie was probably going to be in the finale, but we didn't really know who was going to be there with her or if she was going to win. So All-Stars is kind of like different in that way from a regular season because like sometimes in the regular season, like, it's very obvious who's the front runner from the get-go. Other seasons, it's like, well, like, honestly, even with like All-Star 6, so they didn't even have a queen with two wins until, jeez, I don't even know, like week six, because everybody kept getting like a single, singular win. It's like, who, there's not even a front runner at this point. <laughs> it's like, if you're not, not in the top, you're in the bottom. But like, I think season 12, no, yeah, season 12, I guess, was a good example of seeing like, who, now I don't know if other people feel the same way, but like, for me, for season 12, some of the contestants that were in the top, I was like, yep, called that from day one, like, they did the cast reveal, I'm like, yep, I knew it. Some of the other contestants, I was like, interesting i would have thought you would have made it further or i would have thought you would have been out like week two so 
like season 12 was just good all around but like my expectations of who was gonna do what were challenged and similarly i guess a lot of people argue that um production kind of creates who they think the audience should like um whether they're a front runner or not they kind of pick somebody that they were like i think the audience is gonna like this person so we're gonna put them on the screen every two seconds anything that they've ever said during a confessional we're airing it as long as it makes them look good as long as it makes them look good we're gonna air it and then they pick somebody that they're like you're not gonna care about them so we're just gonna let's just edit them out i mean you won't know the difference which is what people including herself pandora argue happened with pandora in all star six because you would go an episode and maybe see pandora in the background or like if she was sitting at a table with like another queen who was edited to be like a favorite like kylie or ginger then you would see her but like any other time like was she there <laughs> And like getting back into this concept of the villain edit, when a queen decides, you know, I have clearly been portrayed to be this terrible person, that's not who I am and I want to show the world that that's not who I am. Or even if that's kind of who I was at the time, I'm not that person anymore. When a queen decides to do that, they, um, are taking on a hefty role for a few reasons. First of all, they're competing in All-Stars, which is much harder than what they did the first time. They also have to try to rebuild their reputation and their career. RuPaul's reputation rebuild race, basically. And they also have to regain the trust of the audience who, I mean, depending on who they are, the audience feels very passionately about them. And if they're on a season of All-Stars with someone who maybe they, they were edited alongside with as being like mean to, or like that other person was given like a victim-ish edit, then that makes it even harder. And sometimes what the issue is, and I don't want this to come across as me like being like, like pushing more hate towards like a certain queen or like furthering this narrative that like the people who get the villain edit are really just nasty, awful people in real life. But sometimes some people who have been given that edit, it is a bit of a reflection of how they were doing at that current moment, which I mean, they're under a lot of stress and some people, they just need to see themselves on TV acting the way that they did 
to understand, oh my god, I can't act like that. What am I thinking? This, ugh, like I'm mortified to watch this on television. And so through that, they realize I should probably be a better person. And that was not the best reflection of myself. And this goes for like reality TV in general. Like, I just want to be clear here. Like, I know most of my examples are from Drag Race and All Stars and whatever, but like, this goes for reality TV across the board. And like I talked about in the reality TV episode, we, the audience, we weren't there. We don't know how these exact situations hashed out. If the two queens that are involved both say, like if it's like an argument between two queens, they and they both say, that's not exactly how things panned out. Like there's more to the story. Trust the Duchess as, who said that? Alyssa. As Alyssa said, trust the Duchess. We were there, we know what actually happened. And the version that you're seeing is a altered, misconstrued interpretation of events. And like, of course, people are not gonna say that like, okay, let me rephrase this. I think we should trust the people who were there over um, the version that we see of events. Because like, yes, if something did play out, or if, if, if something didn't play out the way that it was shown on the show, whatever show it is, we would hope that like that person would say like, no, that's not what happened. This is actually what happened. And I mean, you can, you obviously can believe whoever you want, but I feel like it makes more sense to believe the people who were actually there than what you see on TV. Does that make sense? Because like, to me, it makes so much more sense to look at someone's like firsthand interpretation of events and be like, yeah, okay. Instead of being like, well, look what the cameras caught. Like, yeah, the cameras caught it, but we don't know if someone was behind them the whole time saying like, you need to talk to them about this. You need to confront so-and-so about whatever. You need to pour your drink on whoever and call her, you know what. Like, we don't know what happened behind the scenes because we weren't there. And like in Rue's song, go and take the credit, you the one that said it. Yeah, they might have said it, but did your production crew tell them to say it? I mean, come on. And like, I talked about this in the reality TV episode too, but like apparently on Drag Race and other shows, if contestants aren't willing to do like the things that production wants them to do, like including like malicious, like get into other people's head type stuff, they threaten them with like, you're gonna regret not doing that, stuff like that. Of course, this is alleged. I, everything, everything is alleged because I don't feel like getting sued. And honestly, we make, we've made a dollar 81 <laughs> for this podcast 
so we cannot afford to be sued okay so everything's alleged but i mean if that's the case like the concept of you're gonna regret it like what does what does that even mean and like granted all of that could be like an empty threat to like make sure that someone will do something but at the same time like your entire like the rest of your life is in the hands of a production crew who has the power to decide how you're going to be portrayed like that's spooky to me and also like i talked about in the reality tv episode i've auditioned for multiple reality tv shows and i've all i've gotten like all the way to like going to be on and then it just didn't happen for one of those shows and so like the thought of like the entire world's perception of me being based off of my two second appearance on a tv show that is just spooky boogans that was weird and i do apologize for that but like i just i my then i can't like process that like i would love to be a part of a reality TV show, but at the same time, what I was just talking about, I think, I don't know. I don't know. For the reality TV episode, I was supposed to have a Rue girl on. A Rue girl. I won't say which one, but it almost happened. It almost happened. And then her manager was like, sorry, can't do it. Unless you pay us like a lot of money. But I was gonna offer some money but however uh anyway i would love to get to like interview someone who's been on reality tv and just kind of get like their thoughts on that because i don't know it's just interesting to me so i think that's where i want to end things today um yeah like a lot of the stuff that I talked about today, I did address in the reality TV episode, but like I wanted to build upon it, especially since Rue has come out with this diss track or whatever. Uh, I really wanted to talk about the edit. And so hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure that you're following us on whatever platform you're listening to this on, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, some other site that I don't even know that my podcast is on to make sure that you um, know when we post. I mean, I upload every Friday, sometimes, but sometimes I throw in some extra surprise episodes for you because why not? Uh, we also have merch. If you like merch, hoodies, t-shirts, beanies, stickers, we got you. The link is in our bio on Instagram. Speaking of Instagram, follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at the Scoop W Sam. Stay up to date on show updates, behind the scenes, and other stuff like that. So that's it for today, and I will see you back here next week. Bye.